You're listening to Pirate Radio 197.2. This is Reality Checks with Khan and Dex. I'm the Infernal Colonel in your daily. Mag Dex the Insufferable. And I'm Conrad Wisely, reasoned and clever in unseasonable weather. And I'm Mitch. Hey, keep it down back there. Sorry about the Mitch, folks. This dynamic door is temporarily upgraded to a troublesome trio. Out of the kindness of our hearts... And money. <clears throat> we've taken it upon ourselves to help out the poor people of Southern Nidrasil. We're ferrying some of the residents to a nearby island that's clear of the storm's wrathful path. Three otter a pop. What a deal. This is a relief effort. We're helping the people. Liberation and all. Yeah, and I liberated this squirrel. I'll save you, buddy. Get that thing out of here. I miss my kids. Well, too bad we can only lift one of you at a time. And you're the one with the wallet. Don't you worry, sir. We'll get you back to your kids in no time. But for now, we gotta get away from this storm ASAP. Now, crap, the winds are shifting. Our window of departure is swiftly transitioning to the eye of a needle. Give me full power, Dex. Uh, how are we supposed to hit full power on auxiliary fuel supplies? Auxiliary? You were supposed to fill it up when we stopped. But then how would I save the squirrel? Yeah, you tell him, Butterscotch. Ah, crap. This is really bad. If we can't hit full speed, we're not going to clear this storm in time. Oh, we're going to get sucked up into the maelstrom. You've killed us, you stupid imp. One life for another. The Great Circle, baby. Ah, shit, 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 shit. It's catching up with us like unpaid bills. Ah, the readings are off the chart. And we're going to be pulverized into cosmic sawdust. Well, it was a good life. Oh, wait. It sucked ass. It was totally stupid. I blame you, Mitch. My bad. This is it. This is the end of Conrad Wisely. The end of reality checks. The end of the mission. Dex? Yeah, Con? I gotta tell you something before we get tossed in the ethereal wood chipper. Remember back when you got registered for citizenship in Kane? Oh, yeah. You put me right on the grid. Yeah. I saved a bunch of time and money by registering you as a pet. As a what? If anyone asks, for legal reasons, you're a rare breed of infernal chihuahua. Oh, you bastard. Well, now I don't feel so bad about my secret. It's okay, pal. I forgive you. I won't look that in the eye with hate in my heart. I've secretly been using your toe-cleaning brush to clean my own toes. Dex, I don't have a toe-cleaning brush. I don't think anybody does. What are you talking about? A little orange brush on the bathroom sink? The one right next to the minty toe-cleaning gel? Oh, I think I'm going to Ralph. I take it all back. I hate you more than ever. And I'm going to carry that hate into whatever afterlife there is. I have a secret second family in Nod. This isn't about you, Mitch. Yeah, keep it in your pants, weirdo. Oh, since it's red, we're about to pass the threshold. This is goodbye, dear listener. Remember, never to trust those in power. I question what power really is. And don't trust those who don't know what power is. Or those who think they know but don't. Punch up! Seize your own truth! I love you, Butterscotch! Wait, what? Are we dead? Oh man, this afterlife sucks ass. I don't believe it. It's gone. But how? There's no way to know for sure. Ain't the storms of pure chaos. They move and shift to consume and expel. You show up out of nowhere like a sweaty hug and last for too long like a bad conversation. And vanish as quickly as a date you sweat on and talk too long to. This? This is a miracle. Fuck yeah! We're alive! <laughs> Nothing is my fault! Never punished! And I am reborn. A new man. Having felt the hug of death and the kiss of oblivion on my neck. 
I now hold a new sacred value for all things living, a passion for truth never before experienced. My fires are burning hotter than ever. So can I get my money back? Not on your life, Mitch. No one rides for free. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. As the battle rages in the inner chamber of Fort Ziega, the initiative resumes with our wettest warrior, Gigil. Gigil slips through the gap in their front line between the night and high night, and then slipping behind their back line between a trap singer and the high priestess, he is now flanking them. I would like to grapple the high priestess. Ooh, that's interesting. TBH, so would I. It do be like that. It do be like that sometimes. Um, so opposed to athletics? Yes. Okay, okay. And thanks to my astral arms, I may do so with wisdom. Ooh. Ooh. She doesn't and have that ability. My plasmoidal self will give me advantage. That's fucking cool. Needed it. <laughs> that is 14. I rolled a natural 20. Oh. Plus zero is 20. 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's too thick. She's too thick. <laughs> She's got curves in just the right places, avoiding your wrapping tendrilous astral arms. She's seen some fights before, though, and sensing the danger, she scoots away. Now that I have gently es- massaged her. <laughs> exactly. But established myself as a threat. <laughs> oh. I will then use a key point and a bonus action to patient defense. Okay. I'm going to establish my presence with a combat hug. <laughs> the classic kids will get them. <laughs> Beautiful. That brings us to Lida Bug. Whose spiritual weapon is this? It is the priestess's. All right. Surveying the battlefield, Lida raises her gauntlet into the air, and suddenly there's a whistling sound as three tiny munitions come flying off of it, creating spiraling trails of smoke through the air as they head towards her. Oh, no. This is a magic missile. Bless my stars, the time has come. She uses a reaction and casts shield. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Gob! <laughs> so rarely does that treat fall into my lap that I get to use. <laughs> Blessed be. Iris, it's up to you. As the small Madron departs Lita's gauntlets, they stop glowing pink. And hovering nearby, Iris will fire a force blast at the elderly knight. Okay. Does a 12 hit? 
That does not connect the armor class of the elderly knight. Too thick is his chain and shield. Ah, frick. They're all too thick. I end my turn. <laughs> if it helps, I'm going to kill him with mine. Most likely, yes. That brings us to the high knight and the high priestess. The high priestess is going to provoke an attack of opportunity as she backs away uh, from our wet friend. I will take it. Position and strats. Mm. I don't want to hit her. I just want to hug her. That is a 17. That just hits her AC. Ooh. Ooh. But my damage rolls are being kind of shite, and that's another four damage. She boldly takes your firm fist right to the jaw, and while bruised, she remains elegant. For her bonus action, she is going to strike out with her spiritual weapon. Uh, this is going to backtrack and swing around at Daralu, who is also near it. Um, that is a 13 hit your armor class. 13 is my armor class. That's going to hit. Okay. For me, you will take nine points of force damage. Ooh, no, Darlu's bloodied. Pretty good roll on the spiritual weapon die. And for her action proper, she is going to hold her hands together, unified like a book in prayer. And from it, a light is born, which flies out and strikes Litabug for attempting boldly to magic missile her. <laughs> Um, she is going to use an ability called Divine Eminence to boost her attack roll on this. That's fair. So that's 19. And that is a hit. All right. She smacks you good style with a guiding bolt. Oh, baby. 12 points of radiant damage as the chamber is illuminated with her eminence. Ah, jeez. Embrace your honor, hero. Uh, the High Knight is going to charge forward, replacing his crossbow with shield and sword. He just casts it to the ground, though, not needing it any longer. And maximizing his melee potential, he slides into the space between foe and Lydda. Each of you will receive one strike from his longsword, assuming he hits. Mm -hmm. Against foe, we are looking at a big bad miss with a nine. Hey! Actually, it's higher than nine, but it's still a miss. And the one at Lydda is a 17. Uh, he's going to roll out a disadvantage. I'm going to activate Silvery Barbs. Okay. Thank hey. you. We'll roll again and take the lowest. Get him, Barbara. That's a one. Hey! <laughs> All right. So <laughs> flavor for me, your barbs. As he throws his crossbow aside, tendrils of dream connect to it. He doesn't understand why until he tries to strike. And all of a sudden, instead of the normal weapon that he had in his hand, he has a crossbow in the same place, as if two <laughs> objects are imposing themselves simultaneously. <laughs> mm. Slammed in the back by his own crossbow attached <laughs> by silvery threads. His swing goes wide. He uses the remainder of his movement to just try to regulate himself and get back into a fighting stance, flummoxed and furious at this fumble. And who is the bonus going to? Gossamer threads of dream then bounce off from him into Lydda's equipment, charging them up and giving her advantage on her next check. Nice. That brings us to Daralu proper. As you survey the battlefield, you see that the High Knight trying to reposition himself into a combat stance is for the turn not gaining the benefit of his shield. Sick. Okay. Daralu closes in behind Lydda and puts a hand on her shoulder, letting the bravery of the Inascarish past flow from him to her as he says, dare ye not join the dead in our wake. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on you. Mm. That's very kind. Thank you. That is going to be eight whole hit points back. 
Mm-hmm. That's good. I've been in the eight hole before. <laughs> uh, on that note, Foe, it'd be perfectly fine if you threw them in that number, though. I'm going to give Foe bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, my bardic inspiration can be added to your AC, your damage rolls, your spell damage rolls, and any healing that you do. Beautiful. Yeah, it's very flexible. My turn is over. The captain inspires and mends as he moves. That brings us to Foe Kithkin. The same fire bursts forth from the cursed wound, dealing another three damage. Is this fucker dead yet? That is literally exactly enough to kill him. <laughs> they only had 16 hit points and you just weren't quite there. Which is going to recover me back to full health as that same blood turns into a mist and flows down my throat. His teeth pink and red with the substance. Then... Foe has been spending all of his time in this place, tapping into the almost ethereal and abstract nature of it, the traps that seem to appear from nowhere, this song to some nameless honor. And as he does so, the dream begins to pour free, pulled out of the air. I'm activating Armor of Agathis to get them special HPs back and uh, pose a meaningful threat to this fucker. That is the, the weirdest way I've heard that pronounced. I love it. Agathis? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it? Agathis. Oh. Yeah. Galifas. <laughs> there we go. Galifanarchus. Galifanarchus. I hear it always and accept always. Made up yeah. word. So new temporary hit points have appeared. Yes. Correct? Yes. Let me just double check on how many that is. Five temporary HP. Beautiful. The cold permafrost forming from the dream clings to your body. As a cold wind blows through the inner sanctum. Yeah. There's only one problem. I ain't done. Go for it. I'm going to faint with my cleaver and then back away from him, provoking an attack of opportunity. Ah, interesting. Well, he's too bold not to attempt it, so he will definitely take his swing using his longsword with a 11. I will let him hit me. Okay. I like that. So that is longsword. 11 points of damage. Beautiful. That gets reduced down to only six meaningfully. However, because he hit me, I'm going to go ahead and activate Hellish Rebuke. So the armor of Agathis does five damage, and Mm -hmm. then the Hellish Rebuke comes in with 2d8. All right, I will make a deck save. Uh, That is a nine. Beautiful. I'm also going to add the Bardic Inspiration from Darlu. Very cool. That is a six, six, and one for 13 damage, and then another five from the armor of Agathis for 18. So it begins as he strikes you as the cold creeps up the blade and seeps into his joints, and then the cold is melted away as 13 fire damage blasts him in the face, singeing his hair, burning his cloak, and letting out a roar of pain. He stands shaken. That brings us to one set of the enemies of which remain are just the three trap singers. Uh, two of them, fearing that they are now in close proximity with one of your warriors, are going to channel two traps against you, and they are going to do one song of fangs and a song of flame. So I need a deck save and a strength save. The decks will be done at advantage. Hell yeah. Thanks to dodge slash patient defense. And that's a 25, 73. For the strength or the decks? For the decks. Okay, decks is a 23. And the strength, um, boop. Let me check one thing. I believe I make saving throws with wisdom as well. Oh, checked on the rectum. Checked on the rectum. Uh, strength checks and saving throws. Okay, cool. so Fuck what's your yeah. total? Um, so that is going to be 19. All right. 
You avoid getting latched onto by the iron jaws, but they do deal you half damage for a total of two. But your body slips through from the iron teeth that does not slow you. And the last one is going to use a song of stingers against Foe Kithkin, who just blew up their boss's face. (laughs) With Icy Hot. 14. Does not hit. All right. You bring up your mirrored shield in time as a series of darts fly from the wall behind you. You can smell the poison on their tips before they fade from existence. At the end of the Trap Singer's turn, that brings us to Gigil. I will attempt to take one of these Trap Singers down. Bashing them. That is a 16 to hit. That hits them. They are wearing robes. That is 11 points of damage. That's a lot. Not enough to fell it, but enough to hurt it very greatly. Then I shall make a bonus action martial arts attack. It's a natural (laughs) 20. Oh, no. (laughs) So go ahead and give me a max unarmed attack roll plus an extra d4. Oh, oh yeah. 11 points of damage. (laughs) Yikes. There is a loud crack as the three-section staff connects with the back of their head, and then another slam as your fist impacts their stomach, and they crumple like folded stationary. Now that one trap singer is down, I shall head back to the priestess. Very good. Little bug. Is this the guy next to me? Yes, the high knight is right next to you. Lita is going to reach to her hip and lift the woodsman's axe from a previous adventure. I'm going to take a swing at the high knight. All right. You notice that he is still unable to access his shield because he's still tangled in a bit of magical gossamer thread. With a plus four, that is a six. (laughs) He turns it away easily with his blade. Stop. (laughs) Iris, focus fire on the high priestess. (laughs) Does a 15 to hit allow Iris to strike her with a force bolt? That does just hit her AC, yes. A flash of pink light and she takes five force damage. Five force damage tallied. I end my turn. Wonderful. Uh, That brings us to the High Knight and the High Priestess, both of them who are in complicated scenarios. Now the High Knight has access to both his shield and sword normally, having fumbled for the full turn. Uh, He is going to do a one-two strike against Lita and Foe behind him. One long sword against each of you. Against Foe is another fucking one. (laughs) Jesus. As there is a clatter as the shield connects still frost and fire, burning the handle and slipping in his fingers, the longsword falls to the ground as he resorts to draw his backup short sword, which deals a lot less damage, <laughs> but he definitely has on his stat block. So it is now a short sword coming in at Lita and not a longsword. Holy shit. Is that another one? It's another one. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Trying desperately to divide his combat prowess against a foe on each side of him, Still burned and slippery with the melted ice. There are now two blades on the ground. <laughs> he has done very poorly this turn. That brings us to the priestess, who is going to attempt to attack Darlu with her spiritual weapon as it is still next to you. Oh, God. I don't believe it. Holy shit. That is three ones in a row for these people. And these folks the ain't turkey. slouches. Well, the good news is it's a spiritual weapon, so it simply misses horribly, but boy, oh boy, is three ones a ridiculous amount of ones. (laughs) So it does fuck all, and she is now face-to-face with Gigil, which is not the best place to be. 
She will simply attempt to strike you with the mace she has at your belt. You are far too quick for her magic. And she will once again use divine eminence as she still has some spell slots to burn. That might hit, but I got to make sure it's not cocked. Yeah, that is a, that die box is pretty bad for cocking. Well, as long as I roll them in here, it tends to be okay. But if they fall in here, I'm just going to ignore them. Or it's It's good for cocking. (laughs) That dice is bad for cocks. Or it's good for cocking. Um, Either way, that's going to connect with the mace. Um, She got a Mm 20-something. But this one is only a light mace, so it just does a D6. Thankfully, Divine Eminence increases her melee attack by a D6 Radiant. So you take six points of damage, unless you resist Radiance in any way. I do not. Then the damage is six, and the six shall be remaining damage. She's unable to move as you have her pinned down against the pillar, and that brings us to Darlu. Moving toward the entrance that we came through to begin with into this little chamber, Darlu is going to stare down the ancient knight, lean in real close and let his magic surround him. Letting out an admonishing whisper, Darlu says, Your honor's been found wanting, and the sails of the stone horns are coming. He has to make me a wisdom saving throw against dissonant whispers. Okay. Does this trigger any kind of frightened effect? Oh, I do not believe it's fear-based, but let me double check. Nowhere on the spell does it mention charm nor fear. Okay, great. I got a 20, which slid to a two. (gasps) Yes! So deal me your 3d6 dissonant whispers damage. A couple fun things are going to happen. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not very much damage for me. Six psychic damage, but he does have to use his reaction to willingly move as far away from me as possible, mm-hmm. which will provoke an opportunity attack from foe and from Lida. Hell, and yes. Lida, you will have advantage on this from the silvery barbs on the previous round because you still have your axe in your hand. First, I'll choose where he's moving to, and then please feel free to roll your attack rolls. Literally, all he has is a shield right now, and he turns and runs. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was leaving his weapons behind. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like a peppering of crossbow, short sword, long sword. All right. What did foe get for their attack roll? I rolled a nine plus five for a 14. With just a shield. That's unfortunately not quite enough to hit. How about Lita's X? 17. That hits exactly with the shield. Hell yeah. Take your knees for damage. <laughs> he is bleeding out and... To say that his honor is holding strong is a bit of a fib. <laughs> he, he is foolish at this point. I'm going to spend my last 15 feet of movement closing the gap between Lida and Foe, standing between them. And then I'm going to shout to Gigil and say, Combat lines moved up to you. Hold fast. And give you my last bardic inspiration. My turn is over. The tides are swiftly turning against the inner chamber. That brings us to Foe. Coward dishonor. Shame, shame, shame. As he runs, a sliver of psychic damage spreads out from the dissonant whispers that he just heard, dishonoring him further. I am using Mind Sliver. Okay. Spell. Is this uh, uh, intelligence or wisdom saving throw? Uh, it is an intelligence. Well, it doesn't really matter. He has the same bonus to both. <laughs> Uh, four. Hey, he's going to take 1d6 psychic damage, and he gets negative 1d4 on his next check. He takes four psychic damage. All right. He is gripping his wounds with one hand and his throbbing skull with the other, being bombarded with constant psychic pain. Hell yes. Would you like to move at all? Darlu gestures forward and says, time to meet up with the rest of them. I'm going to go ahead and 
His thoughts are contagious, spreading outward into his ally. I'm going to use Hex on her, which I believe is a bonus action. Yes. And then move in to surround her. All right. Priestess and the High Knight are both in a very bad position. The High Knight stripped of his weapons and very injured. Uh, he is going to simply reach down and grab the dagger off the belt of the dead trap singer <laughs> <laughs> and attempt desperately to do something against the two of you. He moves over to defend his colleague and dear friend, the High Priestess. There's just going to be a dagger attack against Gigil and against Foe. Every turn, he gets one die less damage from his weapon. <laughs> um, against Foe, that is a 19. That will definitely hit. And against Gigil, that is a 13. 13 will miss. Trade you. <laughs> He'll start attacking us with healing potions soon. <laughs> uh, six points of damage to Foe from the dagger. Okay. And on her turn, she's going to slide the spiritual weapon up to attempt to attack Bug. Bring it on. That's a 18. Uh, mm, mm, mm. That's a hit. You take seven points of force damage as the stone blade crashes down on your gob skull. It sure does. Ow! My gob skull. <laughs> <laughs> My gobnog. My gobnob. That's a different thing. <laughs> All right. She is going to use her last spell slot. She is going to designate the High Knight as a target who is not affected by this spell. And as she clasps her hands together, the area around her is filled with an aura of spectral images of old knights who have fallen long ago in the dungeon and the silhouettes of some heroes who have lost their lives here. As She casts Spirit Guardians in a 15-foot area around her. If you start your turn in the area, you'll have to make a saving throw against damage. And if you move through it, you have half speed. It's such a good spell. I cast Geriatric Gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> I cast Stop. Um, That is her entire turn. This is a wisdom saving throw, I believe? Yes, it is a wisdom saving throw. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know why I wrote that, but um, that is going to be a, let's see. So it would be a five. D6 doesn't help me. <laughs> you do have my bardic. Oh, you just said D6 doesn't help you. Yeah. That is a five for my wisdom saving throw. Mm. Five is not enough. You are going to take eight points of radiant damage. Okay. And Gigil goes down. Oh, shit. No. Bombarded by the fallen spirits of the endless dungeon, Gigil is brought low. That brings us to Lita Bag. <sighs> there is a healing potion on my belt, but you would have to move into the Ancestral Guardians, which would suck ass. It triggers when you move into it? Yep. If you enter it on the first time on your turn or begin your turn there. Fuck me. She wants to make herself the center of attention, Lita. I say we give it to her. Heard. The gauntlet, although no longer glowing pink, does begin to glow red as a familiar set of nippers clips off a piece of metal and heats it up into hot slag. I hate nippers. <laughs> That's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> I cast Firebolt at the High Priestess. Okay. That is 24. Yeah, that, that fully hits her right in the face. For five points of fire damage. Okay. So first of all, I will tally the fire damage, and then I will roll a concentration check to see if she can maintain spirit guardians. These out of the way. Yes. For this turn, she at least hangs on to spirit guardians. <laughs> she also looks very hurt, though. She hasn't been smashed that much, but she seems low of hit points from the get-go. Iris, smash. 
That's a net one. Unfortunate. Iris sputters and spins out of control, overcharged from firing too many eye lasers recently. <laughs> um, the trap singers are just going to do the best they can, realizing there is a wave <laughs> moving forward of more foes, having faith that the knight and the priestess can handle the two that they're attacking them. They're going to fill this area with poisonous darts. One attack at each of you. All right. Against Darlu, I have a 22. That hits. And against Lida, I have a 13. That does not hit. You take five points of poison damage. Oh, boy. I have four HP left. And then they back up a little bit because they're scared. The trick is to wear a fake butt on top of your real butt, just in case there's darts. <laughs> Brings us to Darlu. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a real, it was a real butt on a butt scenario. Darlu doesn't have a whole lot of options, so he's going to see if something will work before anything else will work. Come on, you slippery new bastard. Let's see if you work. He's going to draw his new longbow back and try to shoot the priestess. Okay. 13? That hits exactly. Oh, yes! nice. For six damage. Six damage. While it does not kill her, the blow to her chest, squirting out blood, makes her lose concentration just long enough that the spirits falter for a moment and then fade. I think I got this. I think I got this. The ancestors are with me, not with you. And with that, I'm going to give Gigil a first level healing word. Four health back. Thank you. What a cap'n. That brings us to Mr. Kithkin. The fire spreads, as does the curse. I'm going to go ahead and strike at her, being hexed as she is, with my melee weapon as a part of casting Green Flame Blade, which I will hopefully splash right over on this dankest. That is a natural fucking 20! (laughs) Get dinked! Yeah, baby! All right, so let's do uh, max weapon damage on her and max D8 against him from the Green Flame Blade. Beautiful. Which will just be a solid 8 against him. Mm-hmm. So, eight and eight. Mm-hmm. And then a D6 and a D8. Correct. Okay. Six and a four. That is 10. So, eight plus 10, 18 to her, and then eight to him. Beautiful. As the cleaver lashes out, illuminated with dream magic, the curse sinking into her, casting aside her divine magic and leaving her weak and vulnerable, it cuts her deep, dropping her to the ground. And letting out a scream of anger, the high knight, raising his dagger up once again to strike you, is silenced as he too is consumed by the flames of the dream. The dubs. The dub. The dubs. Big crit, big crit. Love it. Very joyous time for a crit. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to use any movement on your turn? Yeah, um, I'm pretty fucking jazzed. I'm going to run headlong at that dipshit with my cleaver (laughs) drenched in his lady's blood. And without needing to specify, the spiritual weapon dissipates. Needless to say. (laughs) Desperately trying to defend themselves, they're going to channel songs of fire against Foe Kithkin. I just need two deck saves from you. Deck save one is a 19 on the die. Yeah. And deck save two is an eight on the die plus two for 10. (laughs) All right. So you take six points of fire damage as a gout rises up from the earth. But that is the last of their abilities for this turn. I am nasty bloodied. All right, Gigil, you have been healed by the words of your bold captain. Then I shall get back on my goopy feet. 
my completely even length toes <laughs> dig back onto the tile. Oh, foot lube. I'm foot lube. <laughs> okay, so I no longer have my hands, my grippers, the clamps. <laughs> Getting back into a combat stance, grabbing my section staff, I am then going to bring it down onto the trap singer that Foe has uh, intimidated with a bloody cleaver. Let's see it. That is 15 to hit. That hits a trap singer's robes. <laughs> that is going to be 11 points of damage. This magical snuggie doesn't really defend well. <laughs> there is a loud crack as you see they start to fall, but not quite dropped. <clears throat> then my bonus action shall be Smacking them with my perfect toes. Oh <laughs> 20. Yeah. Something to hit. Uh, yeah. yeah. 22 to hit. Four. For seven points of damage. As they start to fall slowly, your martial arts strike carries them down, slamming them into the floor. Mm. And they stop moving. Litterbug. It's just the one left? One more. Nerd. One is left in near the corner. Singing out desperately, praying for the dungeon to save them. Hork, that dork! Looking at the last remaining singer, Iris on the floor. Lita points her gauntlet one last time. That is a 17 to hit. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as Molten Slag impacts the singer, she takes nine fire damage. (laughs) They are now on their knees praying and ablaze. I'm sorry, just this fucking idiot in a robe hiding behind a pillar quietly singing Because I don't think that they'd understand. <sighs> Captain Darlu. Moving up behind foe to get the cleanest shot possible so I'm not perturbed by pillar. <laughs> I'm gonna try to shoot him with Please. my longbow. Worked last time. Angelo's magic touch has helped this die. That is going to be a 16 versus its AC. You 100% hit. Doink. For four damage. The music comes to a silence as the last trap singer, gripping the pillar, slides to the floor, falling defeated. I'm a better singer anyway. Chosen people of Amiris, please collect yourselves. My words are few, but heed their weight. I come to you today as the chosen voice of the perfect. In this role I am honored, and I will strive to be their voice in honesty and guidance while casting myself aside. Behold the glory of our society. In all of Nidrasil, there are none as blessed as we who rose up from the filth to rebuild and be reborn in the Perfect's own imagining, where once ancient broken unknowns were dumped and hidden away in fear. Now they are rebuilt devices of luxury to make our way of life a pleasure. Do not take for granted what we have and where we came from. Not all of this land is forest and shadow, for we are light, we are the future. We know that the storm took a toll. We lost several lives and many blocks of the southern quarter were leveled in the wake of the Aether Storm. But fear not. 
For we were born to rebuild, and what once was will be better than ever. The memories of those lost will fuel our dreams for tomorrow. And if another storm comes challenging us, we can look to the perfect. They are the seed that will regrow us should the changing of seasons kill the field. They are the unsnuffable flame of imagination that will keep hope alive. And in the night, they had a vision. A vision of a means to shield us from the storms tomorrow may hold. We do not know if it is possible yet, and we do not know how long it will take. But if anyone can do it, if anyone can bring this vision to life, it is our perfect. Go in peace, my people. Glory to Amiris and glory to Nidrasil. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, all you cuties. You are the wind that fans my heart and the matchstick that ignites my farts. Now is a great time to join the Patreon. We've restructured a bit, but now there's a place at the LUQ.com where you can see all the top-tier supporters as the heroic corsairs of the Aether Sea that they are, and the noble ships upon which they sail the unknown. Again, if the Patreon name that we have you listed as needs an update, please email us at admin at slapdashstudios.com, and we'll get you fixed up as soon as we can. If you're a musician in the Portland area and want to have some music featured in the background of our Dex and Con meta segments, we're experimenting with the idea between breaks or as part of the show. We don't know what it'll look like or sound like yet, but we're in the thinking phase, and talking to you may be just what we need. Also, for local musicians, if you play folksy or acoustic music that feels like it belongs in a tavern, reach out to me at Law at TPK Brewing to possibly become part of Music Ale Mondays, a monthly live music show at TPK Brewing for minstrels and troubadours alike. If there's any merch that you're dying to see, since I've been neglecting that very badly, let us know on Discord if there's a recent theme, commercial, or character of some kind that you'd love to see slapped on a shirt. I'm sure I'll make one for Shattered World soon. And don't forget to leave a review if you haven't yet. It's never too late, and it's always helpful. And please tell your friends about Season 3. It's a great season to jump in on, and hopefully it will lead them to the first two seasons because they like it so much. That's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. Come on in and open up. Let me take a look. 
Let me take a nice good sniff. Cavities. Plaque. Gum infections. I've seen it all. And I can't get enough. Just come on in. Just come in and get gassed up and let me sort your teeth out. They feel great. One way or another while you're sleeping, I'm getting knee deep in them pearly mouth rocks. I'm not a dentist. I'm just a big fan. I'm Flambert Jack Weevil, and my doctorate is in music education. Don't forget to bring your tea. The last of the guardians of the inner chamber have fallen, defeated, smiles on their face, having been struck down by the four heroes, prophecy foretold again and again. The inner chamber is quiet. The vault door stares out at you. Four keyholes in perfect symmetry across the surface, each of you with a key in your pocket. Very injured, Darlu puts a big old smile on his face and pulls out a key. Now that was a fucking fight. Foe is already sitting down with a sandwich that he's just pulled out of his bag and a <laughs> spliff in the other hand. He looks up at you, mouth full. Well, what's your solution? I agree entirely. We really need to do more things like that. Just get in the thick of it. Not be scared of anything. Kiju, you went down and up and down and up. I couldn't keep track of it. That was fantastic. It's the least I could do. How's your head? Swimming? Always. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to feel. Lita, get over here. <laughs> okay. You're not going to make this weird, are you? Oh, I am. Darlu's going to grab you by the shoulders oh, and start shaking you. That was very good. I feel like we figured it out. Foe's right, though. We have earned a little, uh, <clears throat> you know, moment of time. So let's sit down. Let's go ahead and think about what we just did. Oh, I'm hopping. <laughs> Something put you in a good mood. This was excellent. I got slapped back and forth proper like, as did we all. But we came out on top and we did it in a big, loud, fun sort of way. That happened earlier and you were angry about it. Yeah, but this was way cooler. <laughs> And we were all trying to do the same thing. See? We worked in concert together. It was great! So would the four of you like to take some respite and have a short rest? Desperately. I would love respite. that. All right, go ahead and spend your hit dice as you sit down to recoup and lick your wounds. Mm, give him a good lick. <laughs> That's a one on the die. Beautiful. Plus my delicious two. That's a three. Yeah, baby. That's... You still got some health gravy on your belt. <laughs> I recover eight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and spread my sorcerer, too. Why not? Two. Yeah, baby. Under average on every roll. Yeah, I, I was right there, too. Yeah, uh, no, I had one over. <laughs> All of my hit, hit dice gone. Half my health. As the four of you sit resting and bandaging as needed, you notice from the door you entered this chamber from, a kind of shadow starts to spill in from the crack beneath it. And it starts to rise and manifest into a sort of drifting cloud, almost liquid-like in nature. There is a great pale mouth emerging from the front and two long spindly pseudopod-like arms. 
It doesn't seem aggressive. It's actually quite gentle in nature to look upon, but it moves through the room, collecting the bodies of those who have fallen, pulling them into its great mouth, weapons, armor, and all, and everything in its wake is polished, clean floor. Baby, want that soft mouth? (laughs) (laughs) It pays you no mind. It doesn't interfere with your rest. It simply returns the chamber to an immaculate polish. Lida, I found that street liquor you were talking about. <laughs> what? That's not a street liquor. I don't know what that is. It's impressive, whatever it is. Hey, uh, Cloud, you're not here to give us a hard time, are you? You see it choking down the sorcerer, or the priestess, as her boots rise up and descend into its bottomless stomach. That is wrong on a lot of levels. And as quietly and gently as it came, it soon goes simply dissipating under the door. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) You start to understand how the immaculate nature of this infinite dungeon maintains so regularly. But the vault stands before you with four keyholes. With the words carved above it, only four heroes who knew the story could answer. Darlu, mostly recovered. Gonna put the key right in the hole. Gitchell does so as well. Foe, being half recovered, puts the key half in the hole. (laughs) I'm going to try to do it with my hands this time. (laughs) As the four keys enter the slot, seeming to pull them in, ready to turn, the vault door begins to lurch open. The air that drifts out smells like rust, oil, old parchment, and fresh earth. The door moves slowly, like some ancient beast, revealing the chamber beyond one inch at a time, until finally the entire space is revealed. The room beyond the vault door is very large, some 70 by 90 feet across. In each of the four corners, there is a decayed stone pillar, and the stone of the floor is faded and aged into a shade of blue. And the floor is covered in a grid of tiles, each with a different letter carved into it, with some intermixed with carvings of stars. And on each of the four walls, the following words are carved in order. Which way did the heroes travel? What awaited them after each trial? What kept them going? And what did they find inside the vault? Against the far wall, there is a statue of an old, faded, iron, towering woman in a round gown that drapes massively below her waist, like a colossal crinoline cage holding it outward, adorned with long iron spikes. Her hands are posed elegantly at her side, And atop her head is a twisted iron helmet, the front of which is molded into a face distorted in agony, and two long curled horns, the back of which is dressed with iron ribbon bows running down her back. And as the vault door lurches to a halt, now fully open, a light ignites deep within the shadows behind the helm on her head, and the eyes begin to glow, and the head moves slowly, rising, and the machine comes to life. And as she grinds and lurches away from the wall, a final vault door is revealed behind her. As the massive statue of the Iron Countess lurches to life, we will roll initiative. Yes. So, the initiative begins with Darlu. How'd it go? Uh, uh, Four heroes heard the tale of Fort Zaga. They put the west behind them and rode for ten days. East? 
That's what's opposite west. Depends on where you're standing. With that, Darlu is going to look at the letters on the ground. E, 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 there. I thought it was eat and wheat. Depends on where you're standing. As your foot makes contact with each tile, Ooh. they each sink very slightly. Ooh. But as it lands on the E, it sinks several inches deeper than the others. Aha! I got one right! Would you like to do anything else on your turn? Darlu is going to take the dodge action. Beautiful. That brings us to Foe Kithkin. Foe also realizing exactly what's going on here because he is older than eight. Uh, <laughs> he runs forward and jumps onto the nearest A tile and prays he didn't fuck this up. As the weight of your body lands on top of the tile, it sinks in several inches into the ground with a click. I'm also going to take the dodge action. The Iron Countess begins to lurch forward. She's not very fast, but she's incredibly ominous. You hear the sound of iron grating against iron and sparks flying from the floor as she moves. That brings us to Gigil. Gigil will enter into one of the border tiles on an S. As your fluid form weight shifts downward onto the tile, it sinks into the ground with a click. Would you like to take any actions? The dodge action sounds great. Brilliant. That brings us to Lida. First of all, at the start of Lida's turn, instead of racing onto these tiles like her companions, it occurs to me that she begins to pry herself out of this bear trap. We, we can assume that happened on the short rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wearing this. Ah, not helpful at all. Where's the tea? I got, there's no teas over here. It looks like the little man with the hat. I know what a tea looks like. There's a tea next to me. All right. Lita secretly can't read or write. <laughs> <laughs> Lita takes off, scurrying over the tiles to where Gigil is, stopping next to him on the space that looks correct. You see Lita land on a tile that has a six-point star carved into it and not the letter T. <laughs> Lita, what do T's look like where you come from? Like a thing with a hat? <laughs> this is the hat, right? <laughs> Gigil, Gigil, please help. Gigil's going to point towards the T-tile on vaults east. And can I make an insight check on sure. Lita? Yeah, absolutely. That's a natural 20. <laughs> you are positive that this form of written language is quite foreign to Lita. With an accepting nod, I will then guide Lita. Would you like to use the rest of your move or end your turn? If Gigil is pointing mm -hmm. and nothing is happening, I guess I'll take my remaining five feet of movement. Yes, this time. <laughs> yeah. As you stand on the star, it sinks barely, but does not seem to descend into the ground or click. Uh, this tile, even guiding you since you're next to me with a hand. This is the hat, right? <laughs> now understanding what they meant by T, <laughs> uh, even your weight is enough to depress the button as there's a loud oh, click. Man. And you see one of four iron rods that holds the vault door shut unlatch and separate. And there is a spark of fire from inside of the Countess's helmet. How do you tell any of these apart? They, they don't even look like anything. They're just squiggles. Lita, this is a bad time to tell us you can't read. I can read. Bullshit. All right. On initiative 20, the Countess uses the ability Iron Assail. I need Darlu to make me a strength saving oh, throw no. as she lurches forward incredibly swiftly. Oh, I rolled a 19, so I got an 18. Beautiful. 
You only take one point of bludgeoning damage as her massive metal frame collides with you. You feel like if you hadn't juked out of the way in time, she would have launched you several feet back. Oh! And her giant head looks down at you with a twisted visage of pain. Nodding my head toward her, going, Ma'am? Each chamber they faced challenged their every skill, and each ended with a locked portal. Are we looking for lock next? Hmm. Assuming door. Could be door. What they found in each room? Was a door. Or a lock. Both are four letters. Uh huh. <laughs> this is absurd. In Goblin Glyphs, both of those are only one character a door or a lock. <laughs> I'm sorry the rest of us don't write in finger painting. It's ideogramic. You're an ideogram. <laughs> Beautiful. Darlu is going to run over to the letter D and stomp down on it. Moving slowly, a huge iron fist attempts to swing down as you leave her threat range, but it just catches the back of your quiver. <sighs> and as you land on the letter D, the floor depresses. It's door. That brings <laughs> us to foe Kithkin. I'm going to take the one step backward to get to an O. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hop, you hear a familiar click from below the floor. And as I do that, oof, I'm wondering if I should try to like make it harder for her to do shit. <laughs> do we have vortex warp? Can we just aggressively teleport her somewhere else? I don't have anything I can do immediately. So in that case, I'm going to go ahead and just pull up another dodge action. And I just love to get the image in my head of foe trying to be nimble. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the Iron Countess. Darlu again. God damn it. Leave me alone. She turns to face you grinding forward along the stone floor. A seam forms down the front of the Countess's gown as she looks down at the tiny creature in front of her. And with the grinding of iron hinges, her gown opens like a massive set of jaws, revealing a chamber inside, the walls of which are covered in iron spikes caked with blood and adorned with dangling bones of those who have been crushed inside before. Vagina dentata! She is going to attempt a consume attack against you. Oh no. Uh, I took the dodge action. She is appreciative to know that. <laughs> does a 15 hit your armor Yes, class. it does! Alright, I need a strength saving throw from Darlu. Oh no, I'm so bad at those. Has a 5 sound, baby. All right. As the massive chamber of the Iron Maiden that makes up her gown slams shut around Darlu, you see blood start to seep from the bottom. You take seven points of piercing damage and are now inside of her. Yikes. Bad flapper. Mm. Don't worry. Iris can cover your part. <laughs> <laughs> that said, you're still on your button. Hell yeah. That brings us to Gigil. Does it look like these dress doors can be opened? <laughs> Only because they are not closed all the way as there are bones and organs blocking them from fully shutting. None of them are Darlus yet. Then I'm going to head towards this bone and viscera creased door <laughs> and try to open it. Is, okay. there, is there a little a letter O right in front of her? See, see if you can slip open that bony crease. There is an O right in front. I would love you to roll me an athletics check to see if you can force open these doors. Well, I will use a key point as a bonus action 
to summon the astral arms once more, mm. have my dual eruptions and molten fists appear, and they will also stick their earthen fingers into the crease and attempt to wrench open this metal door. All right, let's see the roll. Drawers is an athletics check, right? Yes. Mm. That is going to be a 19. Ooh. 19 is enough to hold one of the doors open just enough that on his next turn, Daru could escape. Then I will hold the door while standing on an O. Which clicks under your perfect toes. All right, Lita, you are lost in a sea of iconography. What does the squiggle I'm looking for look like? I can't see where you're pointing. You're going to have to describe it. <laughs> Someone please describe an R for me. That would be very good. It looks like the lower half of a fat man walking. Hmm. Four up, one left. The fuck is wrong with all of you? Kind of looks like the head of an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's an elephant? A pachyderm. Litter races forward following Foe's description of where it is placed, hopping onto the tile and looking down between her legs. Why doesn't it have ears? <laughs> As you land on the R with a click, you see another of the iron rods separate from in front of the vault door and more sparks fly out from both eye and mouth hole of the Countess. It's a side profile. On initiative 20, the Countess is going to use iron assail. Uh-oh. Because her door is held open, she is going to basically shit Daralu out prone. <laughs> And she is going to slam directly towards Foe Kithkin. Hey! I need a strength saving throw from Foe. Don't love that. Let me tell you, not a great stat for Foe. A sound! Doesn't matter because it's a natural 20! Hey! Oh, man. You remain unshoved, only taking two points of bludgeoning damage, <gasps> holding your ground as slippery as ever. I'm going to roll my uh, false life, which is three plus four. Beautiful. And uh, you also take two points, Darlu, as you get shit out, but you are thankfully freed thanks to Gigil's unlatching of the massive door. For the sake of the audience, because it's an at-will ability, I am presumed to constantly keep false life active, and I just roll the amount I have when I take some amount of damage to figure out what I actually had. That brings us back to Darlu. Not standing up yet, Darlu says, It was the memory of those dearest to them. That gave them the strength to carry on. I think we're looking for love. Darlow's going to pull himself to his feet. In all the wrong places, apparently. That's not the skirt you want to climb in, lad. As dragging yourself to your feet, covered in huge open wounds from the spikes, the smell of decay and rotted blood still lingering in your nostrils, you trudge over, leaving a trail of blood behind you onto the tile marked L, which sinks into the ground with a click. I'll tell you what, romance boy. You come at me with that again after you've been in them skirts. <laughs> that brings us to Foe Kithkin. Foe does not move. He simply jumps up and lands back down on the same <laughs> O. <laughs> Beautiful. Foe's a th work smart, not hard kind of fella. <laughs> it's only so many vowels. <laughs> and judging by how she attacks, it wouldn't do me much good to hold on to a silvery barbs. So instead... Still standing there, he's going to readjust his dodge action following the jump All right. and uh, hope, hope that his meager five remaining false life hit points will sustain him. Excellent. 
which is convenient because that is her turn. <laughs> and as the iron door of her gown snaps back shut, it swings open. She attempts to consume you into her Iron Maiden chassis. Neat. Uh, you took a dodge action, so she has disadvantage on the attack roll. Oh, it isn't it? Oh. Um, that is a 16. Ah, that does not hit because I got a shield. Okay. Nice. Hey. <laughs> All right. You feel the doors slamming shut on you, the weight of them intense, but you manage to push yourself out before you are swallowed up by the spiky chamber. Beautiful. Not the day misses. I'm not up for the witches. Who are places to be? That brings us to Gigil. Who simply has to move five feet to hit a V and then hit the dodge action button. <laughs> boop, boop. As you move to the side, keeping your wet dukes up in defense. My wet and my... And lava. And, <laughs> lava dukes. And lava dukes <laughs> into a to a Philly shell. <laughs> get, that, get that Philly shell. But I got four hands. Work the shoulder. Work the yeah. shoulder. All right. Lit a bug. All right. What's the next one look like? A cornery three. <laughs> Lita steps five feet onto the H. <laughs> I'm on the three. That's one man shaking hands with himself. It's down there. Other side of the star. That doesn't make any sense. That has four slashes. This one has three slashes. They're both cornery. Oh, it's not shaped like a three, is it? We'll talk about this later. Oh, no. I hop over the star. All right. <laughs> I love learning language with Lita for this puzzle. <laughs> Makes it so much better. No, this is cute as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Your goblin weight lands on the letter E, and as these four matching letters are depressed in time, the third iron rod separates. The head begins to randomly spin shoulders gyrating and sparks grinding from the ground as the Iron Countess seems to be slowly getting dismantled. On initiative 20, she is going to slam backwards, turning, leaving sparks in her trail as she impacts with Gigil. I need a strength saving throw against her Iron Assail. Done with wisdom, thanks to the Molten. That's an 11. The DC is higher than that. <laughs> You take five points of bludgeoning damage and are flung 10 feet off the alphabetical chessboard. <laughs> that brings us to Daru. And therein they found four glowing stars or died trying. Now I don't know if we have to spell star or stand on the stars. Or just die. I don't like that one. The answer could be dead. That's also four letters. <laughs> I would assume we have to jump on the stars. Hmm. See which one do presses. Me. <laughs> All right, what would you like to move to? Staggering 15 feet. Daralu's going to land on the star-shaped tile uncomfortably close to the Countess. As this tile descends into the ground, it begins to illuminate and an intense heat washes up your leg. Usually it's going down the leg. Usually. <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> you're, you're getting scared from the ground up. I'm going to turn to foe and say, it's not dead. <laughs> I'm going to take the dodge action. Dodge action. Foe Kithkin. Don't need to tell me twice. He walks over to Queen's North, 15 feet also to a star. Even though you saw Daralu experience the same thing, the warmth and the light is staggering. It takes you off guard. The chamber growing brighter with each star depressed. Dodge action. <laughs> For her turn, she's going to glide along the ground. And she is going to attempt to once again assume Darlu. 
Mom. Disadvantage. That's 12. <gasps> My AC is 13. My Ooh! AC is 13. Ah! Oh, baby. Once again, <laughs> the impact of the iron door slamming shut in your face, blowing your cloak back, wafting you with the smell of rotten blood. But you duck back just in time. Very carefully yanking the end of my tail out from between the doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gigil. Gigil is going to once again mount this alphabet chessboard <laughs> and land on a star. Barely able to keep some of the sharper edges of himself going. He is at the point of exhaustion. You see Gigil illuminate like a lava lamp as the glowing <laughs> from the star beneath him carries through his gelatinous frame. <laughs> a radiant sight to behold. I was about to say you're positively radiant. <laughs> Lita? Uh, I, oh, I know this one. It's the one with the hat. <laughs> yes. I jump onto the star next to me. You see the twisted iron helm of the Countess turn to follow your step, her body lurching towards you, giant trap doors opening. And as you land on the last star, it depresses into the ground and the chamber is filled with a blinding light. It depeches the mode. Depeches her mode right off. We picked the wrong one. Make a dexterity saving throw against fireball. <laughs> it was dead. Sorry. Uh, 38 radio damage. <laughs> <laughs> As the four star tiles sink into the ground, responding to your weight with a blinding flash of light, the entire room begins to shake. The Iron Countess lets out a scream that sounds like gears grinding. As the light within her helm starts to spark and smoke her head spinning, her limbs separating at the joints, and her body falling apart, piece by piece. The final vault door behind her swings open with a burst of force. Oh yeah, baby, show me the good stuff! And the tiles of the floor are covered in a pile of silver and gold coins spilling out from within, mixed with gems and small pieces of jewelry. But there, resting atop the coinage, are four faded gems all carved into the shape of six-point stars. Gold? What are we supposed to do with gold? Boldly rides the wilder knight into the sacred wheel. Guardian of nature's realm with mighty spear and shield. Glory and honor and might, and always knowing what's wrong from right. It's the Wilder Knight. I am both honored and ashamed to be the first of my order. For whatever I am, I am alone. The druids of the circle enclosed give life to many woven creatures. To defend their home, protect the forests, and keep balance in the delicate ecosystem of a world held together by hope. But these are not the woven elders of the past. These are meager things in comparison, as I suppose am I. Beasts of twisted branch or falcons of ivy and wind, beautiful creations to marry the tapestry of nature. But I, I am made in man's image but born of decay, composed of the hungering flesh of the fungus. I have my reasons to believe they viewed me as a failure, a thing that didn't need making. So they sent me away, 
to forge my own path, to do what felt right. And so a path I found in the writings of knights and nobles, the legends of heroes, servants of a higher power, who battled with courage to defend their sworn liege. Nature was my master, until the night that the fire came from the sky, and I was drawn to the heart. Since that moment, it has been my everything. A guiding force I cannot ignore. A kind of music that moves me as I've never experienced. And now its power guides this ship through the vast, endless ether waves beyond my home. And I stand to guard it, amongst the strangest of creatures. There is little honor here, but it is not something you can force upon others. Their choices must be their own to make, but it pains my heart at times to see them fight, lie and libate, throw themselves on their lesser compulsions as though it will quell the flames of their mortal torment. I still don't know who to trust, save for the heart. And if things continue as they are, the choices made by this band of renegades will lead them to an early grave. A tragedy to be sure, but the cycle of life is cruel, and choices hold power. When and if that day comes, it will just be me and the heart alone. Know what's up with these jambies? Oh, yeah, that's very cool. I'm oh, excited. The oh, gem the gold. Well, let's go over what the gems do because you're going to get them. <clears throat> There's yes. enough instant gratification. Well, we're supposed to do it in the outro, right? That's where we talk about that's magic. It. Items. That's the one. <laughs> sort of a jewel bully. A jewel bully. <laughs> uh, you have gotten 3,400 coins worth of gold, <laughs> um, 900 in art and gems. And the four stars are as follows, which I'll probably put in Discord. The Umber Star. Plus one to investigation. Once a day, it allows you to cast shield as a reaction. It must be exposed to starlight for eight hours straight in order to recharge. The Ashen Star. Plus one to insight. It allows you to cast absorb elements as a reaction once per day. It must be exposed to starlight for eight hours straight in order to recharge. The Rusted Star. Plus one to Intimidation. It allows you to cast Expedious Retreat as a bonus action once per day. And it must be exposed to Starlight for eight hours straight in order to recharge. And the Brackish Star. Plus one to Deception. It allows you to cast Ensnaring Strike as a bonus action once per day. With the same mechanic to recharge. Jesus, all of those are good. I thought the last one was going to be the Crusted Star. Super cool. (laughs) The chocolate star. <laughs> I would love fucking chocolate any of those, star. but the one that stands out to me is the insight. That that seems. Mm. Yeah, none I of them are particularly class itself. specific. They're all just good for everyone. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. tasty. Those are cool. Did as anyone hell. jot down any tasty good language words? Oh, baby. It looks like I an elephant. Some. It looks like an <laughs> elephant is really elephant. good. Smack you good style. Oh, no, I can't read my own writing. I was too busy DMing. Boldly takes the firm fist. <laughs> Idiograms might be my favorite one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ah, I know it was so You're good. You're an idiogram. You're an idiogram. 
I did write down butt on a butt. <laughs> butt, on a butt. What does this say? Fine feet to hentai? <laughs> what? Excuse me? No. I don't think any of us said that. The other one was Mount the Alphabet. Mount the Alphabet is good. <laughs> I got combat hug. Uh, <laughs> boldly takes your firm fist. Mm-hmm. Earthen fingers in the crease. Ideograms. Them skirts. All the wrong places and giant lava lamp. Oof. Mm. Oh, yeah. If I could read what this other one was, I know it would have been super good, but I was tracking initiative stuff. How dare you do your job as a dungeon master? Well, this one went from combat to puzzle with combat elements, so it's very fight heavy. Oh, yeah. So definitely butt on a butt. Butt on a butt. (laughs) Uh, Takes the firm fist is good. Smack you good style is good. Combat Uh, hug. Combat hug is... Well, to be okay, so the combat hug thing happened in the first fight and then happened again in the second fight. Uh huh. Combat hug is not bad. There you go. That does does track. Uh, Combat hug, AKA mount the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Ooh, it was very good. That was a fun puzzle i like i like that a lot i could have done a lot more to make her scary but we were kind of on a timeline because no, she, she can do some scarier stuff. she's also scary we were all hurting our curtains right in the curtain and like <laughs> the, the fact that she was just slamming us around and shit yeah. was plenty terrified you know i'll go ahead and say it uh in a, in a world and a, a season where a long rest is a week think two damage dealing encounters in a single environment is rough unless they're very easy. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Even the traps could deal damage if you're old shit. Yeah. Well, well, the fun thing is no one got to experience what happens when she uses iron to sail while th- someone is still inside of her. Uh, does she drag them along and mash their insides? Yeah, she kind of goes puree mode. Oh, sick. <laughs> I hate that. She just leaves a slug trail oh, of your blood. A lot. <laughs> that's scary. Thanks, Angelo, for getting me the Fuck out of there. But hold hey, a, I, the ran, door. I ran a whole encounter hold where the down. enemy took zero damage. So hey. she was beatable. <laughs> Just it would have been hard. Yeah. All right. Do we go around and say who we are? This yeah, let's do yeah. the last episode stuff. Fuck yeah. I am Zachary Golden, a sometime golden boy and full time foe uh, of the Kithkin variety. I am a Warlock 2 Sorcerer 1. I think we're leveling at this point, yes? Mm-hmm. Very so. good. Yeah. And that's going to make me Warlock 2 Sorcerer 2. I'm very excited about that. I'm also the technical director for Slapdash Studios, and I am also the sole creator of The Heresies of Red of Burntwine, my brand new podcast. Uh, Thorb. It's a horror anthology, medical mystery kind of thing. I've probably mentioned in the mid-roll, but, you know, I got to plug my shit. Put your ears on it. Let me plug my poop. I'm Angelo. I'm Angelo Kalua. I play Gigil. His full name is a bunch of wet, bubbling mouth noises that will never be pronounced for the benefit of uh, some listeners. Hey, I pronounced it. <laughs> kind of. That was the safe way. <laughs> also, Anjo Kalui. <laughs> yeah, Anjo Kadui. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I play. Never, I'm never gonna forget Anjo Kalui. <laughs> Uh, level three astral monk lava lad lava lump. <laughs> I'm well now level four, but I played a level three. Mm. My name is Max Hobbs. I play Bad Flatha Darlu Narana Navahan, the fourth level bard. Do you want me to add more names to that list? I won't. I you work might. at 
I work at TBK Brewing now. I am no longer mm. a full-time independent dungeon master in Portland, Oregon. You are a full-time dependent dungeon master. <laughs> I am extremely dependent, and realistically, it's all Law and Dana's problem. <laughs> now you're doing the same thing, but with health insurance. <laughs> Correct. Yes. He does make it our problem every day, but for $150, you can own Max for four hours. Make him do whatever you want. You, you could kiss me right on the knee back. Which is really where it crosses the it's line. It's weird how many people do that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very precise. But I am Dana Ebert. I play Lita Bag. Not a liquor, not a skinner. She is a bag, and she is a goblin armor. I'm the creative director at TPK Brewing. Yeah. We we do we do a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, my name is Law. I'm the creative director of Slapdash Studios. Today I was the dungeon fella. The dungeon silly little guy. The dungeon countess. The dungeon countess. Uh I on off sections, play Sir Trot the Woven, the Mushroom Knight of Nidrasil, and uh, TPK. I'm the games manager, so a lot of us work there. It's a thing. Yeah. Come see us. We'd love to see cuties inside. Yeah. I would love to thank Hediger the Editor for editing our episodes. But we won't. But yeah. Just, <laughs> it's this, a, it's this a nice time dream. It's a pass. No. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck you. <laughs> and if you'd like to check out all of the beautiful past LUQ maps by Golden Stylus, check out our Patreon. You can also check out Golden Stylus to get maps and assets from them directly. Um, they make great stuff. And until you manage to find those websites that we mentioned all very quickly, we wish you luck. Mm-hmm.